Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I am Mitchell Kaminsky, and let's get right down to it. Breaking news coming from the Washington Post this week as they dropped a bombshell. Uh, if you haven't read the article, I encourage you to check it out. Um, it's a good read. But 15 female former employees of the Washington Redskins detail a toxic work environment, providing statements alleging harassment and mistreatment spanning over a decade. Some employees that were... Uh, Cited for contributing to this toxic workplace environment include longtime voice uh, of the team, Larry Michael, who is the radio announcer uh, for them. He announced his retirement earlier uh, this week, which came at kind of a strange time, and we now know why, because he knew the story was breaking. Former director of pro personnel, Alex Santos, uh, was another person cited in the article, uh, and the assistant director of uh, pro personnel, Richard Mann, both of whom were reportedly fired after the club was contacted for comment last week. In addition, the article details complaints against former president of business operations, Dennis Green, and the former chief operating officer, Mitch Gershom. Um, Emily Applegate, out of the 15 women that came forward, was the lone source uh, who actually put her name out there. Most of the other women had signed non-disclosure agreements, uh, so they couldn't have their names on it, but uh, she called working for the Redskins Quote, the most miserable experience of my life. Uh, uh, if you haven't read the article, I'll give you the quick Spark Notes uh, version of what went on, some of the things that were detailed in it. And it's really, it's horrible. Um, they had like a staircase that had like clear plexiglass below where uh, trainers would camp out underneath because they knew if like a woman was walking uh, uh, above, they could look up her skirt. Um, veteran female employees are telling other uh women that just got hired like not to go to certain restaurants where men would be hanging out in training camp in Richmond. Uh, apparently Jay Gruden, the coaching staff, you know, they'd be, uh, if you, there was this one restaurant they'd always go to and all the women that came in there with the team and with not, this sometimes happened to reporters too. Uh, they would be making crude comments and uh, giving into room numbers. There's also text chains uh, that were put in this that have, uh, you know, one, one of the, um, bosses of one of these women. He's making jokes uh, about her breast. Uh, so really bad stuff in here. Another one is uh, from one of the men that was working in there. Uh, he used to be a former cheerleader in college, and apparently the owner Dan Snyder would mock him and tell him to do cartwheels for everyone. Um, so a lot of stuff like that. The Redskins have hired since a uh, lawyer, Beth Wilkerson to investigate the team from top to bottom and do like kind of a uh, thorough review. Uh, the problem is, you know, the team hired her, so uh, I don't know how uh, partisan it is. But uh, her name's Beth Wilkerson. She does have some pretty high-profile clients in the past, so I think she'll do a good job doing it. Uh, she prosecuted Timothy McVeigh after the Oklahoma City bombing. She represented four of Hillary Clinton's aides in the wake of the uh, Clinton email controversy. Uh, she also defended Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh, as he faced sexual harassment charges, uh, she advised him to use the famous I like beer defense. Um, I'm kidding. I don't actually know. But in all seriousness here, some main takeaways that I had from this is number one, unfortunately, when this broke, I wasn't necessarily surprised, which is horrible to say. But if you look at the Red... First off, you're just looking at the Redskins. They had a story break from a couple of years ago, about how poorly they were treating their cheerleaders. Apparently, they forced them to do like a topless uh, shoot for some calendar cover. 
Um, the, you know, they, there were some detail, former cheerleaders were coming out and detailing like a bad work environment with them uh, and some of the stuff that the team uh, was making them do. And also, you know, the culture of football with a lot of these culture, uh, coaches, it's, it's not necessarily the most welcoming environment all the time. And I know, you know, there's a lot of great coaches out there and good Good people. How the coach of the Washington Redskins, Ron Rivera, is a stand-up guy. All right, so they're not—they are not all bad. But let me tell you a story, really quickly. Uh, I know a coach. Uh, he coaches at the College of DuPage. So obviously, it's not like a big program. It's a community college, uh, but they have a decent. Fo- they've had a decent football team uh, over the years. And he was telling me uh, one time after the presidential election. You know, he's a more of a. Uh, uh, left-leaning uh, guy, and most of the, most of the coaches on the uh, staff were not. So you know, he get made fun of. Whatever, that's not not a huge deal. Uh, but the day after the election, he comes into work, and you know they have their coaches' meetings beforehand. One of the other coaches comes in and looks at him. He's like, "Hey, grab him by the pussy," <laughs> or whatever. And you know that's not something you should be ta- joking. Obviously, about Trump bragging about sexual assault, and he got a good kick out of that. And you know, he didn't see anything wrong with it. And I think that you see a lot of this going on in football, in these locker rooms, you know. They say, you know, when Trump used, and I don't want to get too political here, but, like, when Trump used his locker room defense thing, I mean, unfortunately, if you've been in a locker room, and I've had friends on these teams, I've been in locker rooms myself for teams I've been on, you know, it's not the most, well, I mean, you know, it's bunch of dudes in there you hear some vile and disgusting stuff now not to the point necessarily of bragging a sexual assault but you know they're not the most inclusive and then you you spread that out not only from the locker room but from top to bottom in the organization and you know that's is not a good not a good sign and i don't think this is going on everywhere like i said but you know football is not necessarily the most welcoming and inclusive sport for women um in general it's so it it did not surprise me when this came out. It's like yeah, I could totally see that going on in the NFL. Second, uh, you know the thing that doesn't say is Dan Snyder, and I think he knew exactly what was going on during this. He wasn't cited in the article, but um, if you are a good owner, you should be knowing what's going on in your organization. You cannot plead ignorance. Because if you truly didn't know this was happening, you're a horrible owner. And if anything, you, you know, that's almost worth Like, to just be that negligent and, like, not know what's going on in your own organization. You are a terrible owner. Um, I, I think he did know what was going on. And some of the things that, you know, to show this, you look at just, like, their history. He didn't change the name. Because they, they announced they're going to change the Redskins' name. He didn't change the name until... All of these sponsors said, we're not going to advertise with you. You were pulling FedEx. I'm pulling our sponsorship. Nike's like, we're not selling your merchandise um, until you change the name. And he felt the pressure from them, so he decided to change it. A lot of these guys listed in the article didn't get fired till earlier this week before this article came out. So there's a lot of damage control going on. And also Ron Rivera, who has been thrown around here because he's a minority coach, and they're just kind of using him like, oh, we're going to have Ron help us with the name. Well, he's trying to figure out a quarterback situation. He doesn't have time to be working on your name just because he's a minority. You're using kind of like your token minority coach, hey. And, you know, when they hired him, 
he came out with a quote, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I we're gonna I'm gonna do a uh, change of culture around here. The culture needs to change." Well, you wouldn't say that if you were Ron Rivera, if you didn't know something was going on. Like, you know, he took the job. He had a good idea of what was going on in this organization, probably because Snyder, who hired him, probably, you know, he had some say. Dan Snyder knew what was going on. That's why he hired Ron Rivera to clean it up. Like, you don't say that unless you know something's going on. Um, you know. So, and it's also, I look back, it's kind of comparable to Mark Cuban. It's the same same scenario. It's like, really, you don't, you didn't know what was happening. Um, because this is a similar thing came out with his Dallas Mavericks. Now, the difference between Mark Cuban and Dan Snyder is Mark Cuban's a lot more popular. He's on TV all the time. You know, he's always interactive with fans. He turns all these emails. You, you, you see him. He's out there public, and he generally has a pretty good public image. So people like him. So when he says he didn't know, and he took a lot of steps to reverse it the other way, so I will give him some credit for that, but come on. I'm pretty sure he knew what was going on. It's the same thing. You're not that good of an owner if you don't know what's happening in your organization. What was going on here, quite frankly, it was it's disgusting. And I don't need to be the one to say that. Now, what should happen to him going forward? I know a lot of people want him to sell the team. I don't think the NFL can legally have him do that. Um, but what we can, you can do for him is make it as uncomfortable to own that team as possible. I, I mean, that's what I would do. How do you do that, you say? Well, when he comes into work, you return the favor, and you grab him by the balls there and make him do some cartwheels. No, I'm kidding. You don't actually do that. But, you know, it's the same thing. you got to you got to put pressure as the NFL and make it as uncomfortable to own that team as possible for Dan Snyder. Like, he, he should not be owning a football team any longer with this, this going on. You know, football's always saying they want to make it for everyone and a family-friendly sport and everything. Like, you know, you got to treat your employees right. I hope the league does so. But they have a spotty pass of not even treating their players right. So I can't imagine if you're a woman going into this workplace how that, that has to be like. Because a lot of them, too, when you're looking at the text messages that they show in this, like, if I'm in Emily Applegate's shoes, like, what am I supposed to do? This is my boss up here. Texting, so you don't want to be like, hey, tell him off because, you know, there's not many women in the position that she's in, uh, in a football team, which is the most powerful, in the NFL, which is the most powerful sports league in America, possibly the world. Like, the brand's going to be able, you know, it's huge. So you're not going to tell him off and risk getting fired because it's a hard position to get in. So, like, and, and the other problem is, too, they said Washington didn't even have an HR department or a sufficient one that anyone could go to. Which is horrible. It's terrible. They gotta have Dan Snyder sell the team, and I'm not making any hot takes here. I mean, everyone believes that, and the way he handled, even the even before this came out, the way he handled the whole uh, name change and the Redskins logo, which Redskins like it or not, it's a slur. Like it should not be the name of a football team. I think it's time to change, and I don't give him any credit for changing because the only reason he did it was because of the corporate sponsors pressuring him. The money, you follow the money. The money talks. That's why I changed the name. So, we'll see what happens here. Definitely something to look at moving forward. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. The, you know, talking about not treating the players right, too. The NFL, they're going to be going down a similar path baseball was with this labor problems. 
You know, I was concerned about baseball not having a season, like I talked about on the last uh, podcast. Uh, I'm really concerned. Now, baseball, I'm getting a little more optimistic. They've cleaned up the testing a little bit. The season will start. I feel confident about that. Whether it finishes, still, you know, still a little concerned whether they're going to be able to finish. But the season's going to start, it looks like. Uh, They've cleaned up the testing a little bit. So we'll see where that goes. The NFL, on the other hand, you know, and that's a sport kind of like basketball almost worse. So you're bleeding, spitting, sweating all over each other. One player gets it, you're in trouble. And the NFL and the NFL Players uh, Association, um, you know, they're having talks about this right now. What's going to happen? The NFL reportedly wanted to make players who came down with COVID uh, go on the, uh, you know, an injured list where they're not getting paid. I think it's injury uh, exempt list. It was, it was on, they're going to put COVID as a list of um, reasons why you wouldn't get paid, which is horrible. So the NFL doesn't even treat their players right. Uh, you know, I, it goes back to Dan Snyder, you know, I, doesn't surprise me that it wasn't treating his female employees right. They barely treat their players right, which is sad. It is really sad. Uh, but the NFL, unlike the MLB, they'll be able to overcome this. They overcame the Ray Rice thing. They overcame the national anthem thing. The brand is so powerful. They'll, even if they don't, even if they bungle it and have a horrible public fight, which I think they will, the Players Association and the NFL over, uh, money and how the season's going to play out, they will be able to overcome it where baseball didn't necessarily have that luxury. So that'll be something to keep an eye on because, yeah, you know, as pessimistic as I was about baseball, I'm even more so about football being played this fall. As, you know, especially college football. I got news for you. That's not happening. College football, that's going to be a crapshoot if it does uh, and how are you going to play? Because Big Ten is not doing any uh, non-conference games. How are you going to have a college football playoff then? So that ain't going to happen. NFL is going to be in a very ugly public fight. I'd be surprised if that happens as well. So we shall see. The whole thing's you know just disgusting. Going back to the Redskins thing. You know. Finally, wrap things up. Bryson G- DeChambeau, our old friend. And, you know, I was talking about him a little bit last week. Uh, he's made back in the news this week. Um, he, <laughs> he scored a 10 in the second round of the Memorial Tournament on the 15th hole. Now, that's something I can relate to. I've scored a 10 before. I can't hit the ball 400 yards. But, boy, it was quite a sight to behold. Uh, and he's making quite the name for himself. And he threw another little... You know, hissy fit. He kept hitting the same club from the same spot, and he hit it out of bounds three times, which is pretty funny to watch and begin with. Because, like I said, I can't stand the guy. You know, even when he was coming up in the amateurs, he always wore that like funny golf hat. You know, it wasn't like the baseball cap style. It's kind of like the Irish, like flat. Uh, I don't know what you call it, like a Sherlock Holmes looking hat. And he was talking about how he had all these experimental golf balls that he would like put them in water and see if how well they floated and then give away the bad ones he didn't only use like certain balls with a certain amount of buoyancy or something stupid like that then all of his clubs were the uh, same length but they just had different angles which is actually that was kind of interesting how he's doing that but he was always a little off and now he's all bulked up 400 pounds knocks the crap out of the ball hits at 400 yards but uh you know i think he's on steroids i'm coming out and saying it i alluded to it last week and if not, he's eating a whole lot of bacon, but it didn't help him last night at that 10. How's your brand doing now, Bryson? 
you and your ten. Yeah, he's not even gonna make the cut. He went from winning a tournament two weeks ago. Now he's not even gonna make the cut, which I think is pretty funny. And then he hit one ball out of bounds. Then he's arguing with the rule guy. And I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna come out here and say I'm some stand-up golfer who knows all the rules. You know, I've been known to kick my ball around and improve my lie from time to time. So I'm not gonna knock him for. But like the one. The ball is clearly out of bounds, and the rule official's like, yeah, you can't play that. He's like, I don't believe you. I want a second ruling. It's like, come on. It's a fundamental rule of golf. Look at the ball with the post. I'll put it. Uh, you can probably see it on the screen here uh, if, if you're watching from our new YouTube page. Um, but, yeah, that's all I have for you. Make sure to check out, you know, if, you, if you're just joining us first time, this is Dormer Dispute Podcast. Like and subscribe to our YouTube page. If not, check out our Twitter uh, at um, Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. Uh, yeah, uh, Marshall Macaluso should be back sometime this week. Uh, but thank you for tuning in. We will keep our eyes on this Redskin situation. Uh, and Bryson DeChambeau, you know, with his uh, protein shakes for breakfast and 27 strips of bacon. Well, keep making he's public enemy number one. I can't stand, you know, and you should, this is the other thing too, before I let you guys go, he had his caddy blocking the camera as he's walking to the ball. It's like, you gotta be kidding, like a lineman. That caddy better be earning extra tips. It was bad for my brand. How's your brand doing now, bud? Now everyone thinks you're an ass. Ugh. Anyway, thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your week.